Yo! We are Brooke and Sid. And we're talking BS. Belief systems, of course. (laughs) Thoughts create our realities, and we are passionate about creating better thoughts. Join us as we figure out life from the inside out. Figure out what's holding you back and how to get out of your own way. Come Come join join us as as we we talk BS. Yo! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to to another episode. Talking BS here with Brooke and Sid. It's us today. We are so excited to get into this one. This one yeah. is a this is a biggie. It's a it's a real biggie. Yeah. We're probably gonna get stuck into it and then have to dive into this even deeper in later episodes. But today we are tackling fear. Yep. <laughs> so the belief system of huge, fear, yeah, yeah, huge, and this this obviously manifests in different people in different ways, depending on what you do in life or what's holding you back. Yeah, and so we will get into the different kinds of fear. Yeah, over time, I feel yeah. like there's so many different things to face and different tools and tips and techniques. Hundred percent for each one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But today, basically, what we want to talk about is the belief system of fear. If it, hopefully, it's not holding you back, but I feel for a lot of people, it does hold them back. For sure. Yeah, being scared of something is a reality for a lot of people, and it can be scalable, really. It can be a tiny thing, it can be a big thing, it can be, even, like, at the end of the day, everyone's scared of death, and that's why I think a lot of fear stems from, right? Yep. Yeah. So, we are going to be giving out a few tools today to help with that. We're also going to be speaking about our backgrounds and a few stories we have, and how we've overcome it. A hundred percent. Yeah, because like we say, we're very diverse, Sid and I. We've had very different backgrounds, number one and number 73. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to go over in depth about kind of the experience we've had. Totally. And, and the lifestyle we've had. And Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we'll circle back to the start. I just wanted to, to lay the foundation of what fear is or what we see fear as. Fear is... Before that. Or before that. Before that. We just want to give a quick shout oh, out yeah. to our... Uh, Beautiful little company that's decided to sponsor the first episode today by providing us with little company shirts. So as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I have a white shirt on. Sid has a black shirt on. Mine says talking on the front. Sid says BS on the front. They are reversible. I've got BS on the back. Sid's got talking on the back. These shirts were provided to us by Sticky Pets. Thanks, Sticky Pets. S-T-I-C-K-I-E, full stop, pets on Instagram. Yep. They're a little small local business who produce... Stickers yeah, and cool. uh, iron-on patches, or they come with shirts. Yep. And it can be either company logos, like what we've got on today, or it can be personalised little pet portrait stickers. If you go and head over to their Instagram, yeah, I know, it's such oh. a good little thing. Hey, such a good little keepsake if you have a little doggy at Love home that. or a little cat or even a logo that you want to get out into the world like us. Yes. Great little gift. So thank you so much, Sticky Pets, thank for you, Sticky giving Pets. us these shirts. Instagram, right? At Instagram.pets. Yes. Yep. Go head over there. I'm pretty sure they're doing giveaways soon anyway. Oh, so exciting. I know. How fun. Nice. Anyway, thanks, Sticky Pets. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not great at segues yet, but no, we'll, no, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Are we afraid of them? No, I'm not no, afraid. No. Not really. No way. Uh, fear, though, yeah. for me, mm. I've come to learn that fear isn't real. There's a, there's a line from this movie After Earth with Will mm-hmm. Smith that really really got me I'm like that's what fear is he's Good. talking to he's talking to his son Jaden Smith and he's out there in the world like you know fighting dinosaurs or something like that. so some aliens or something out scary there scary things scary things and he turns around and says don't get me wrong danger is real mm-hmm. but fear is a choice Ooh. and I was like yeah cuz all fear is 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 our reaction to something yeah so it's it's really what we convince ourselves in our head mm. 
And that's why, like you said, it can be scalable. It's whatever, mm. whatever you've convinced yourself is, is fear worthy is what you will be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can be any, any level of things. It can be a fear of, it can be a, the smallest fear in the world, you know. Spiders. Spiders, yeah. Oh, they're pretty scary, but. Yeah, no, they're cute. Maybe like moths. People are scared of moths. People are scared of moths and not scared of butterflies. This is what I don't get. And I'm just going (laughs) to quickly gloss over this. I feel like that's a very superficial thing. Yeah. Why are you scared of moths and not butterflies? Just the way they look? Moths are frantic. Like they fly with no direction. They'll just... Oh, they'll run into you if they need to. This is true. Whereas butterflies look great. But cool. see, this is what I mean. Like, it's just it's a, yeah. it's a distinction you make in your head. Yeah. And you're like, because of this, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. They look the same pretty much. Just yep. one of them is a bit duller. And it's also, like, you flip the script and there are people who do, like, um, you know, we were talking about people who jump off buildings and stuff, people who face extreme things that you're like, <laughs> I could never do that. But there's just something in their head where they're just not afraid of that. Yeah. It, fear is entirely made up. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it stems a lot from your background, how you brought up. Yep. Me in particular, we'll get into it a little bit later, but the way I've been brought up is a lot different to, I think, how a lot of different people have been, been brought up. And I'm very lucky in the sense of how my family decided to view fear and how I view fear because of a result of my parents. It's a really great thing. It's really fun. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't want to, in, in saying what I just said as well, I just heard it back in my head. <laughs> I don't want to belittle anyone who has any fear because every fear is legitimate. Like I said, it's real because we make it real. So... I think the first step is if you recognise that it's you that's made it real, then the tips and tricks and the tools that we will go through later Mm. become really effective because then you realise that you have the power to change your perception of that fear. Yeah, and I don't think there's any human on earth that isn't scared of anything. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of people that are scared and do it anyway. Yeah, yes. And that's that's what we're here to help you with today because I think fear is a very normal thing. It keeps people alive. Absolutely. But then there's also fear that if you're scared of moths, that's not probably going to keep you alive. I don't think a moth is going to kill you. No. I mean, it could, could. but it's very kill unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's some fears that, you know, don't serve you. And if that's the case for you today, we, we want to provide a few tools that hopefully help you yep. get over that fear. And even if the first step is just an invitation to question whether that fear serves you or not. So an example of a fear that, um, and we'll get into this in a little bit as well, so a fear that served me or a way that I've used fear to serve me Mm. was in public speaking. Yes. So I uh, am a public speaking coach as well. Yeah, he's great. He's really, really good. I mean, just just for a little bit of a pump up, the Sid, he emceed at Buckingham Palace. Yeah, for the Queen. Yeah, so I mean, if that doesn't say that he's good at what he does, (laughs) then... (laughs) You know, I don't know what does. Oh. You were like a rep for the Commonwealth Games, right? Yes. Yeah, everyone else I tell that to, they're like, oh, my God, so who are you then, Brooke? You're a bit of a loser. Oh, that's not that's not fair. Why? You're not a bit of a loser. No, but you're just really cool. Oh, yeah, but so are you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just not I'm as your biggest fan. Speak. No, I'm your biggest fan. And we're your biggest <laughs> we're fan, everyone at home. We're And we want you to become your biggest fans as well. Yeah. So this whole thing with public speaking, my dad taught me this as a kid. Yeah. Um, I was the most anxious no child. Way. Like, oh, yeah. I was nothing. Like, if you look at what I do today, yeah. there's no way you could imagine the kind of kid I was. Like, I, so I would do, like, school plays and stuff, and mum would be standing in the wings with a vomit bucket no, shut up. and a mint. I really? Would, yep, I'd go out on stage, I'd say my lines, you know, in full character, like, oh my gosh, I didn't projecting know that full confidence. I'd run off stage, I'd throw up, wipe my mouth, Legit. take the mint, have a glass of water. Yep. Like, the wow. most anxious child could not... Couldn't do it. And I'm so grateful that my parents at that stage kept pushing me to do it. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how I got over it. But how I used fear was dad always had this 
trick, he said you should always have two butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> and so before I went not on... Moths. No, not moths. Yeah, probably because you're afraid to go on everywhere and then you probably throw up anyway with even one. Two butterflies, Two yeah. butterflies. And he was, he was always like... So I would take a breath before I spoke and I'd kind of count. I'd like quantify the nerves I was feeling. Mm. If I was feeling like eight butterflies, I'd kind of breathe and I'd imagine taking six out mm. until I was just left with two. If I had less than two, Dad always said, if, you, if you've got no fear that way, there's a chance that you don't care enough. Mm. And if you don't care enough, you know, you don't have, you've lost your edge. Mm. So he's like, you need to have an edge. Mm. It's like with anything. Like even the people, it's like, like you said, the people have fear but do it anyway. Yeah. Having that fear, if you're leaping from building to building, there's mm. some element of you that has to care enough to be focused enough to land that jump. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's adrenaline, right? Right. And there goes our notes. There goes our notes. Okay, we're just going to wing this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, let's do it. No fear. No. But having those two butterflies, so if I didn't, if I didn't have any butterflies, mm. I would think about why I cared about what I was about to do Good. when I stepped on stage. I'd put those two butterflies in there. Good. And what did that do for you? Gave me that edge. Good. And so, I, so then I used that little iota of fear to actually have the adrenaline mm. to be able to get out there and then, you know, deliver the yeah. best performance or do do the thing I wanted to do. And now look at you. Look at me go. Like if I could sit, if I was sitting opposite this table from little Sid, yeah. there is no way he would. Do you know what I heard the other day is that you, the version you currently are now, is the person you needed when you were young. <sighs> so you've become that person for yourself. Wow. And Can you say list- that again? Yeah. The version of. You, yep. right now, in yep. this current state, is the person that you needed when you were young. Yeah. That you needed that confidence. You didn't yep. have that and you've become that for yourself. So wow. be proud of who you are. Like, that's just that's yeah. just a little... I love that. A little uh, appreciation for everyone out there. Like, the person that you are today, it's because of the triumphs you've had and because of the, the scared times and the anxious times when you were young and you've overcome them. And because of that, it's who you are today and you should be grateful for every type of personality out there even your own whether there's parts of you that you're like and there's parts of you that you don't like but be grateful for getting yourself where you are today because I think that's a great if you're still alive today like that's an accomplishment well done and that like but being that and reflecting on what you have done Mm. helps you in terms of fear or in in terms of things you feel like you can't achieve it helps you show you that you've already done so much you've already done it yeah and so if you've done it once you can do it again sort of thing yeah and I mean we've got a lot of guest speakers lined up too that have an um, like amazing amazing life stories insane and we are going to bring them on here and just share their life stories with you so you can get a little bit of inspiration and sometimes when it's when it comes to fear I feel like you either have it in you to overcome it yourself or you need validation or you need inspiration from other sources Mm. So we're here to hopefully do both for you, hopefully inspire you to be able to do it yourself. But if you're still stuck there and you still feel like you're crippled by this specific fear, whatever it may be, then we're here to give you the inspiration via other people, also via ourselves. Leading, That was a good segue, actually. I'm going to plug myself here. So speaking of, I'm quite a lucky person, I believe, in the sense that, um, you know, my childhood was pretty funny looking back on it. It's um, my parents were, they were great. I mean, they've raised amazing kids. (laughs) But uh, so we, we spent a lot of time with my granddad's and my granddad had a lot of horses that we would usually ride. I had a little uh, little Shetland pony. Her name was Fire Glow. She was a beast. She tried to trample me one day. Actually, didn't try. She succeeded. I was still on her. Anyway, so uh, like if I was ever scared, this is kind of how I've been brought up around fear, 
if I was ever scared to do something, say get on a horse, I'd be met with um, don't be a silk. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah, it was tough love from day one and I'm very grateful for that. Like some people that might intimidate you but that's just, that was my reality. That's how I was brought up and if I still refused to get on then I'd be met with um, my sister bullying me in the car on the way home going, you're a sookie la la pants. Sookie la la pants. Big cry baby, wham wham. <laughs> I'm going to call the ambulance. No, but like, so it was, for me, giving in to fear was never really an option because yeah. it was... It was give in and be bullied. <laughs> it wasn't being bullied, you know, being teased by your sister. I feel like that's pretty normal. Or every time I did conquer that fear, every time, say, I did get on the horse, I wouldn't have to... My parents never expected me to excel. They just expected me to conquer the fear and I was met with happiness. I was met with joy. I was met with congratulations. I was met with love. So for me, fear, it's, it's a fun thing and wow. it always has been because I always got rewarded for doing my best. And, and that's the thing. They never expected me to be someone I wasn't. They never expected me to excel at something I was scared to do. They just expected me to try and give it a go or be a soap. <laughs> wow. Those are the options. Yeah. So um, and in aiding that as well, there's a story that I'd like to tell from when I was about 10 and we lived in Cairns. We had about a 30-metre driveway and it was always and only ever brinking on nightfall that my parents would make me do this and it was take the bin out the front. Yep. Take the wheelie bin out for the bin man. Uh, I was petrified of the dark growing up. It was one of my big fears. I reckon it's still kind of real. The dark <laughs> is a scary place. Uh, but I was always scared of the dark and somehow it just always managed to be like 6.37. Dad's like, Brooke, <laughs> you know what time it is? Take the bin out. And I'm like, no, because nine times, out of nine even. Yeah. <laughs> not even every time. It's ev- 100% of the time, every time, my dad would follow me out and hide in the bushes and get ready to absolutely jump scare the life out of me. <laughs> Knowing that when I put my hand on that bin handle, I'm like, it's on, game on. I'm out here. I'm going to get scared and I know I'm going to get scared. I'm petrified. It's dark already. I know, like, the knowing as well. Not even, like, the maybe. It's, like, the knowing that my dad's going to, like, just come out of somewhere. 100%. And just scare me, like, like bone crippling (laughs) scare. I know it's coming, right? So I'd walk all the way up. Boom, as soon as you put those wheels on the ground and let go, I'm like, oh. My heart's beating out of my chest, right? I'm like, I feel the adrenaline. Anyway, so I run back to the house and without fail, my dad would go, and like, oh my gosh, as a kid, I'm like, you've transformed into a monster. (laughs) I'm petrified. Like, he's so scary. Anyway, so 100% of the time he'd scare me and I would run back into the house. But in the house, I was met with warmth, joy, laughter. Like, we were all laughing. Like, tears were streaming down my face, but because I was laughing so hard at myself, like... Having that confidence and having that exposure to fear young, which I didn't even realise, like I only figured this out on the way in, I was like, actually, that's why I like being scared. Yeah. Because I've, I've only ever been met with fun times afterwards. I've only ever been met with laughter and joy and like feeling adrenaline. I only have ever experienced good things because guess what? I didn't die. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Which, if anyone was to think of the thing they fear and think of the time they faced it. Yeah. Is that not what lies on the other side? Yeah, it is. It's either, like, you can go one or two ways. You can die or you can have the best time ever. And you can, like, it also brings in belief that you're capable. Yeah. And that comes with exposure. And if you weren't lucky enough like me to have it when you were young and that constant push by your parents or even by your friends to, you know, get out of your comfort zone, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable then you're probably facing a lot of setbacks in your adult life and this is where we need you yourself to, one, remind yourself that you're capable. Like, you got here today. 
whatever hardships you may have faced, you did it yourself mm. and be proud of who you are today because you're still here. Well done. We're your biggest fans. Absolutely. Go you. Go you. And so we want to give you a few tools. Actually, let's let's talk about what you've experienced coming to fear. Yeah. Okay. So this is this goes back to fear being something you make up. Yeah. And I'll come back to I think one of the tools that you've talked about is the exposure to fear. Yeah. Being exposed to that as much as possible mm-hmm. takes away the power of the yeah. fear. And that power that you give fear is literally just in your mind. Mm-hmm. So this is a fear that I've only really sat down with and it's it's impacted my whole life and I've only really distilled what it is in the last two years. So this is still such a new learning. But I've had this deep-rooted fear or I would I would procrastinate and I would do these things in life where I'd like come up with amazing ideas and I wouldn't follow through and I didn't know what was stopping me and I when I sat into that feeling I realized it came from this fear that if I made something people wouldn't show up. Mm. I was like where the heck did this come from? Mm. And so I sat and tried to you know trace my memories back and trace back events that have happened and the earliest event that I then when I found it it just clicked in my body I knew that this is what had set it off was that I had this memory in my head, visceral, like I could feel it, Mm -hmm. looking around the room on my 13th birthday and no one had showed up. Now, my birthday's on Christmas, so I always had this fear that what if, you know, I have a birthday really close to Christmas, I can never have it on the day of my birthday, what if people choose their families over me or there are other parties or other things happening, you know, what if people don't show up for me? And so I had this memory, I was like, wow, that that was really, like, you know, that was a really formative memory in a really formative time in my life mm. last year I was sitting and chatting with mum about this mm-hmm. and talking about this fear and where it came from and she turned around to me and goes Sid that never happened I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> I'm sorry mum I'm um, sorry what that's not what my body's telling me no I'm like I, I can see it I yeah. know it. I have the memory she's like yeah. no like everyone came for your 13th birthday and she told me we like she told me everything we did and I, then I had this other flashback of oh yeah that's exactly what we did and then I realized the memory I've attached to was the moment when we'd set the party up before anyone had got there and the anxiety I felt of the what if no one shows up today. And that moment had become a core memory as if that was what happened. Yeah. So much so that it replaced what actually happened on the birthday. Do you know why that happened? This why? is speaking from facts from Joe Dispenza, a brain psychologist. Yeah. What do you call him? Brain. He's not a surgeon. No, a neuropsychologist. Neuropsychologist, yeah. yeah. Is that the stronger the emotional reaction, like yep. the visceral reaction to a moment, the longer you will remember it for. So you obviously felt more anxious than happiness on that day and that's why your body has attached it to that memory because whatever you feel in the current moment, the stronger the emotion, the longer you remember it for. Like that's actually facts. It's actually been documented. It's yeah. written. Wow. It's science. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I've held on to that memory for, you know, Two decades. Yeah. A memory that didn't really exist. Yeah. But then when I realised that, I just... When I came to terms with the fact that it was a false memory, mm. I just realised how fallible our memory really is. Yeah. And the stories we tell ourselves and really the emotion we give those stories... Yeah. ...is... It determines everything we do in life. Yeah. And if we don't stop... And that's where the invitation is to, to invite you guys to kind of look at where, what your fear is, trace it back, stop, 
connect with that emotion. Mm-hmm. But if you don't stop and actually look at that emotion or look at that moment or look at that memory, mm. I could have carried that memory on for another three decades. Yeah. I could have been in my, you know, 70s and then gone back and been like, oh. Yeah, and, like, this is going to lead into our next episode as well, talking about the power of manifestation and yeah. visualisation, that anxiousness mm. that you carried from your 13th birthday can totally affect where you ended up, you know what I mean? And it can totally affect where you're going to go in the future. So you're so lucky that you figured that out. I'm so lucky. Yeah, and everyone – that it just goes to show – I wanted Sid to share this specific memory in general because it just goes to show if you can see that it's actually happened to someone, it's it's a possibility it could happen to you. Like, you could have made up memories a memory. yep. that don't exist. I'm not saying yep. you have, but, like, the possibility is real. Or attached an emotion to a biased side of a story. Let's say, like, you don't know what the full truth is. A moment's happened in time. You've mm. given that moment some meaning. Mm. And that meaning now has an emotion. And then you carry that emotion forever. Yeah. Till you face it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how powerful the mind is. It's insane. And that's what fear is. Yeah. Fear is the mind telling you, the, the mind projecting itself into the future and really going, this is the worst possible thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I just would like to touch on some tools now for Let's. our listeners. That if this is specifically for a tool that a tool for a person that if you still are finding that you don't have the fire inside of you to conquer the fear, because and that's not any wrong by you that you're not any less of a person than I am because I'm comfortable with fear. It's just that that's how you were brought sure. up and that's your reality. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And be grateful that you're here listening to this. And if you're finding inspiration through this, that's a well done for you. Mm. Like. Yeah, anyway, I'm praising a lot of people here. I'm really giving out compliments today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but good on you. You deserve it. So I just want to give you this tool. It's, it's something that my dad has said to me and something that I've actually benefited from, and I, I love this feeling that I get from doing this. It's if you feel like you can't conquer something or if you feel like something's holding you back, I really want you to look into the eyes of someone who loves you or someone who looks up to you mm. and look at your own reflection in their eyes. It can, be, it can be a child, it can be a student. We're lucky with what we do because we teach a lot of kids who yeah. look up to us. It can be a dog. It can, any, anything on this planet that you can see a reflection in that absolutely adores you and looks up to you, and I guarantee you there's at least someone in your life or something in your life that does, look at your reflection through their eyes and see the beauty of your own self. Mm. And it's different to looking in a mirror because... You only see you, but when you look at it into the eyes, say, of of my dogs at home, I just see this confident, beautiful, caring, kind, providing person. And I'm like, geez, that that is me, though. That is a version of me through someone else's eyes. Absolutely. Or like a child. If you're a mother and you look into the eyes of a child, I can only imagine you see the person that comforts you, the person that gives you stability, the person that provides for you, that looks after you, that's there for you when you're sad. You are that person for someone. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, That's and if that doesn't give you the strength, well, it would give you the strength. It would. Because to someone, you are amazing. If, even if you don't feel that way. Yeah. Even if it's to a pet, you know, yeah. it's a reality that someone or something thinks that way about you. You can think that way about yourself too, if you allow and it. And if you have no one else in your life, look into our eyes. Yeah. Because we, look at us, <laughs> looking at you. Look at me, look at you. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're capable and You're we love amazing. you. You can do anything, anything. you want to do. With that, so it's something that I've used on that tip of visualisation. Yeah. So this is, again, pulling it back into my own head. Mm-hmm. I would, this is technique number two. Yeah. I visualise a version of myself that is on the other side of the fear. 
So whatever I'm fearing, to know that there's a version of myself that exists that lives on the other side of fear. And that version is actually the best version of myself. Yeah, that's not Suki Sid. That's not Suki Sid. That's how I would view it. That's not Suki Brook over there. You know, the best version of myself is running out on stage being like, good morning, Buckingham Palace, how are you feeling? (laughs) Because, and this goes into the quantum field, right? That reality of you exists already. Already, absolutely. Then tracing backwards, you have to know that that version, that best version of yourself is on the other side of the fear. It's not that they didn't feel the fear, You're not two different versions. That version of yourself is exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. So you are just on the front of the fear. You have to go through it. And the only thing that's going to result, like, well, not really, but, like, you either get that version of yourself, like, you either meet that version of yourself or you die. Yeah. And it just... And I mean, you're going to die anyway, so why not You might as well meet that version. (laughs) Take a step forward. If it's the version you want to be and you can't, like, you have the potential to do it, why let yourself not go there? Yeah. Absolutely. So these, I mean, these are tools to, to put you in that positive mindset. There's a, I, I know there are going to be people out there that will be like, that's well and good. Like yeah. you guys are just kind of saying, if you're scared of something, just do it anyway. Yeah. That doesn't help me yeah. because I can't move mm. when a moth flies into the room. <laughs> moths are getting a really bad rap on they this are. podcast. I'm sorry, so sorry. Moths. We love moths. We do. Yeah. I'm not scared of moths. No, I love them. Yeah, but or some people are. Some people it's are. Reality. That's but, okay. you know, some people have a crippling fear yeah. where the fear... F- like there's, a, there's that really physical reaction, they cannot move. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you some tools that, again, I've used when I was public speaking. Public yeah. speaking is massive because mm. even till today, people fear public speaking more than they fear death. Standing up on stage, like that blows my mind. But I get it. Yeah. You've been there. I've been there. I wasn't a confident speaker. I've worked on it. And if you want to work on it, hit me up. Yeah, literally. Slide yeah. into his DMs. Please. I'm here, to, I'm here for it. I'm here to help you. But the... The very first line of defense in a crippling fear situation is breath. Mm-hmm. Fear being a future projection of an imaginary reality, if you can do anything to bring you back into the present, you immediately break that nexus between you and that false reality. Yeah. Because it doesn't, that reality doesn't exist in the present. No. So everyone, if I stand up on stage, everyone's going to laugh at me. I'm going to be humiliated. Yeah. That's a future thing. They're not laughing at me now. No. I haven't even said anything yet. Mm. So if I take a nice deep breath, mm-hmm. if I feel the air, you know, through my nostrils, cold in, warm out, mm-hmm. that instant puts me into the present. Yeah. Feel your lungs expanding. Feel what your body's doing to that breath. Let it come in through your nose and out through your mouth. There are some cool tools that I... That's so calming. Another cool exercise is the five senses. Yeah, yeah, really good one. Anything that brings you into the, into the present. What are your five senses? Like in this moment right now, yeah. what can I see? What can I touch? What can I taste? What can I smell? What can I... What have I missed? Here. Here, right? And those five things puts you into the present, takes you out. It just... It trips your... It, fear is this programming in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. It's about programming and the connection that we have with our future reality that doesn't exist. Anything that brings you into the present trips that cycle. Yeah. Breaks it momentarily. Yeah. And that's enough for you to act. Yeah. And that's what you've got to do. you just got to act. Mm. And if you act and you face that fear and you do it, doing it once is enough to prove to yourself that you can. Yeah. Yeah. And the want to be that version that you can see yeah. or that other people can see yeah. is a reality. Like... Like, we want you to get out of your comfort zone. Being uncomfortable... Sorry, being comfortable with being uncomfortable is huge. Huge. 
and it's something that we love to do because fall in love with being in that space. Yeah, because only for us, it's yeah. only ever had good things come from it. Like, yep. look at what we do. It's Friday. Yeah, and we're just out here watching the Chatting, ocean, watching the ocean. Hopefully, see a whale or two. Yeah, like it's it's beautiful. And if I if I didn't put myself in uncomfortable situations, then we I wouldn't be we wouldn't be here. There's no way. And we love this version of ourselves. It's great. This is the version of ourselves that existed on the other side of fear. Yeah. And there was a picture in my head that knew this version existed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a picture in my head that knew that I loved being on stage. I yeah. loved I loved that, but mm-hmm. I had to face it. Yeah. I had to go through it. Yeah. To know that there was that same, you know, you being met with warmth, love mm. and appreciation, mm-hmm. I knew I had to go through it to be met with applause, to be met with yeah. that support. Yeah, and it teaches you to be a confident person, or like at least on the outside, which then can inspire someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then just knowing that you're doing it for someone else as well yeah. is something that can help you get through the fear. Yeah, like looking into the reflection of someone eyes who love you, if, if they then see that you are capable of breaking fear cycles, then they're like, oh, well, okay, well, then I can too. It's inspiring. It is. The last tool I want to leave you with, and this is again for, this can be used for people who have crippling fear or of any fear, mm-hmm. um, is the five second rule. Mel Robbins, read the book. It's amazing, but I'm just going to quickly summarize it because we're getting low on time. But it's literally when you feel the fear, count down from five. Yeah. You feel whatever it is you fear. You, in your head, you go five, four. I sometimes do it out loud. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. And it tricks your brain because your brain is wired into, into – it's programmed into understanding that when there's a countdown, whatever the countdown is, there's an action after one. Yeah. So it breaks you out of that future thing. It brings you to the present. You have that five-second countdown and then you're pushed into action. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're doing the thing that you're most afraid of. Yeah. Wow. And you come out the other side and, you know – we either die or you learn. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just come out the other side and you realise that the, the you're fear... Still you're still alive. The thing you created in your head, the worst possible situation that you've created, doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah. It's a reality shock. It is. The 13th birthday that no one showed up to <laughs> didn't exist. Literally did not exist. In, it was only in my head. Yeah. I know. But that's... That's, we've given out a lot of tools today. That's a lot. I hope you've gained some knowledge from this episode. Please, yeah. And thank you so much as well for all of your kind words. You know, since now filming this, we've released our first episode yeah. and we are more than stoked, so stoked with the feedback that we've heard so far. And I would love for that conversation to keep going. Yes. If you guys are – like, this is a really vulnerable journey for us it as is, well. Yeah. And we invite it to be a vulnerable journey for you guys too. Yeah. Jump on. Tell us the stuff you're afraid of. You know, tell us what you think is stopping you. The funny thing is when you hold yourself accountable to the world like that mm-hmm. and you acknowledge your fear, yeah. that's almost the first step of you going, okay, I can face that. Yeah, 100%. And we we will never bring any person down. Like we're, never. we're your biggest fans. Absolutely. We're, we're here for growth. We want to grow ourselves. We want you guys to grow. We want the world to be a better place, one thought at a time. That's it. So any thought that that may be, even if it seems small, it's if it's big to you, it's big to us. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, on that note, thank you again. Thank you, guys. So much for listening. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. See you later. Love you, bye. Bye.